0: My name is Sarah Inglis and I'm a Certified Integrative Health Coach. I help people thrive in their bodies and reclaim the help they've always wanted. Each week, I interview people who have a passion for health. You'll hear from health experts, farmers, herbalists, doctors, chefs, and many more. My hope is that they'll inspire us all to tune into our gut, and notice how lifestyle and food impact us. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my yoga teacher, Nancy Winterhalter, a certified yoga therapist who brings more than 25 years of experience as a highly sought after physical therapist to her yoga classes. Her yoga offerings show the breadth and depth of her knowledge and include Hatha yoga, yoga for cancer survivors, chair yoga, yoga for people with Parkinson's, and a workshop series called Happy Posture, Healthy Bones. Her mission is to integrate the multifaceted benefits of yoga with the science of movement to enhance ease in body, mind, and breath in a loving, lighthearted way. Welcome, Nan Winterhalter. I'm so excited to be speaking with you today. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you, Sarah, for inviting me to come on and speak with you about something I love.
0: Um, so, just to introduce you to our listeners, um, how is it that you transitioned from being a physical therapist to being a yoga teacher?
1: It took a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably <But> good, right?
1: <laughs> it, it did. It took a long time, and yet it was at the same time a pretty seamless trans, uh, transference for me. Um, so I can tell you what got me interested in being a physical therapist. Um, Great,
0: yes. Because that was. I would be curious. Start. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I think it's interesting how we f- find our vocations for those of us who are lucky enough to do what we love. Um, and I consider myself one of those people. And when wh- I was in the you know, typical age where you're st- supposed to start thinking about what you want to do and be, I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like many others, um, I didn't really, you know, at 18 years old, you're not thinking, what are you going to do? for the rest of your life. I knew what I liked what I enjoyed at that time. I loved to dance. And I loved to move. And I love science. And people already intrigued me. That being said, Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay, I was Mm -hmm. the sixth child. So I had two dance lessons. And then they figured I had enough and I could learn the rest on my own.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just give you Um, some music.
1: (laughs) There you go. So I was never like formally trained in in any of that. Um, But I, and and likewise, I always like to exercise in the fitness sense of the word. But yeah, I didn't really want to go to a health spa or, um, so I kind of developed like exercising on my own, you know, Doing whatever felt just, good in my body.
0: Oh, interesting! Yes. At, a, at when you were a teenager or older, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah
1: I, I remember being with my, being in my elder sister's house and just um, waking up to her, her son, my nephew, my first nephew, mm-hmm. who I adored, and um, being like, "Well, I have to go in the other room because I, I have to do my stuff." You know, and we both knew my right. stuff was just moving around and moving my body, exercising, breathing. It all came very natural to me and I enjoyed it. So um, I went to, to college and I studied psychology because I thought, oh, I, I might wanna be a clinical psychologist. And then I got out and I was only like maybe just 20 because I got out a little early and I really still had no idea what I wanted to do. And I took a job for the multiple scler- the multiple sclerosis society. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was really interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: was it an office job or what kind of job?
1: It was a job as a fundraiser and a public educator. Oh, Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, what I found, and this was a long time ago, like 35, 40 years, 35 years ago, maybe, was that everyone was calling and asking about physical therapy. You know, they, they wanted physical therapy. They needed physical therapy. Where should they go for the best physical therapy? Mm. Why did they run out of um, insurance for their physical therapy? All all of these things. And mm. at the time, I was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I'm sorry, but would you and run a read?
0: <laughs> and this is pre-internet, right? Oh yes, yeah. So, so you know, they not call... like you could go to Mister Google.
1: No, Dr. exactly, <laughs> exactly, you know. And also, it's interesting you say that because it, it was before the Internet. It was also before anyone really knew what physical therapy was unless they'd experienced it themselves. And at that time, it, it wasn't really like a thriving, um, a thriving oh, practice, practice, profession oh, as it is
0: now. Oh, wow. So it, would, yeah. it must have been only applied to certain conditions then, I suppose.
1: It is. It has such an interesting history. Are you interested in it at all? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean, I am, but maybe. (laughs) I'll tell you a teeny bit about it. A teeny bit, yeah.
0: um,
1: It it kind of arose at the end of the 19th century um, when orthopedics became a part of medicine. And then women, in particular, were recruited in World War II to treat soldiers returning from home with injuries. And they Mm -hmm. were considered technicians. Okay. Oh, okay, and, yes. And then as World War Two came upon us and, and the uh, epidemic of polio, that's when it really emerged
0: as oh, yeah. a practice that, and oh, a science.
1: Yeah, yeah. And women were very important in that um, emergence and progression. So when I was starting, I never knew what PT did. And I decided I'm going to go to a clinic that was close to our office and see what is this all about?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And I went there, and I said, "I'm going to give forty hours here, and I'm going to figure it out, see what it is, and how can I help people get it." Well, I was hooked from the first day I entered the clinic. Oh, I was wow. hooked. Yeah, you know, I just I loved every part about it, and and so I said, "Okay, well, I'm here for the time being, but I'm going back to school and getting my graduate degree in physical therapy."
0: And what, what do you what think? Um, what do you think made you hooked? Was it just watching how the the patient or the benefits it, or the it was all of those things it was
1: the patients intrigued me their problems challenged me i saw mm. the impact of their problems on their life and their mm. experience of their life and then i also enjoyed watching the um interplay between the therapist and the patient right. and and i liked figuring out what was a skillful approach what was you know, what was not as skillful, then I was also amazed by how much you had to know, actually.
0: Mm.
1: And also the softer side of the practice, meaning, you know, the best therapists weren't always the most scholarly of the therapists, even though there's, uh, you know, a big base of information you have to know. They were people that understood people. You mm. know, so that right. really intrigued me. And then of course, it's a movement practice. So, right. <laughs> that, right. that, so that
0: was, yeah, definitely yeah. interesting. and it,
1: yeah. it was very fun. Um, so that's when I decided I'm going to I'm going to go back to school and become a physical therapist. And and I did so in New York. And then some of my clinical experiences also intrigued me. Don't ask me why, but they throw me into home care. And so I was oh, wow. doing home care internship in New York City, like traveling the subway with my bag to all parts of Manhattan. And I met a huge variety of
0: people. Wow, so yeah. that meant you had you were going into their homes then.
1: Yes, I was going into their homes.
0: Wow, so you yeah. all had to be super flexible. I mean, right? in but, every
1: way. In, <laughs> in every, every way. way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And if I wasn't, um, I became so quickly, and and I liked it. And I was seeing parts of you know life that I had been, had not experienced and I, mm-hmm. I realized, oh, you know, but in min- most ways we are all the same. We want to feel good in our skin. We want to be able to participate with our family and our community. We want to have purpose. We want to have and give respect. So in mm-hmm. as much as everyone was different and it was a broad spectrum, um, I found those commonalities really um, rich. And, and mm. I enjoyed it. And ultimately, after a couple of segues and other experiences, I ended up in home care
0: <laughs> when wow. I moved
1: to Massachusetts. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting.
1: It, it was very, very interesting. Um, and during that time, I had such wonderful mentors and um, great, great teachers because I was able to do my internships at um, Columbia Presbyterian Hospital and the mm. Hospital of Joint Disease um, or Special Surgery, if you call it in New yeah. York City, and, and, and that intrigued me because I was like, I can study my entire life and never know all that I really should know
0: mm-hmm. to be
1: a good physical therapist. At least that's how I felt about it.
0: Right, well, I'm sure that's true because yeah. the science also is always evolving, right?
1: Exactly. I, I mean, never
0: done so you're never done, yeah. um, never mind different approaches, I suppose, have evolved over time, I would imagine as well. Definitely, and
1: also yeah. specialties. Um, oh, but as a home yeah. care therapist, I had people with all different injuries, illnesses, and um, so I didn't really um, choose a, a specialty because I had to be able to choose, uh, be a generalist.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So did you end up becoming a specialist? In-
1: no, I stayed as a as a generalist, and happily so, but it did require me to study a lot because... Because of the emerging yeah. medis- you know, the emerging um, medical treatments and, and medicines, and all we were learning through research, um, I had to constantly be have my head in a book. And mm-hmm. it's not that I'm so scholarly; I'm a regular person. So it took a lot of work for me, <laughs>
0: to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, yeah, and passion. I would say, you know, it. It um...
1: did. It did. It did. Yeah. and 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 then i had an opportunity to teach um which also made me become a better therapist because it had it lent itself to continuous study and learning how to teach people which is a huge part of physical therapy it's not just science it's an art
0: right so oh teaching them so that they could do their physical therapy without you i guess in between yeah or learn movement
1: patterns that they needed or learning to uh, learning ways to cope and ways to approach things. Um, it's it's a complete. It's not just physical. It's emotional. It's psychological. It's sociological. It it it's a whole person approach, which is what actually drew me to
0: yoga. <laughs> I was just going to say. So that sounds yeah. like yoga. <laughs> yes. 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 Wow. So what is it? I mean, you've just said what a lot of the common denominators are between yoga and physical therapy. But yeah. what is it that really drew you towards yoga then? Uh, well,
1: <laughs> this is going to sound funny in a way, but when I would like discharge clients from physical therapy, I'd I, I'd always say, well, consider going to yoga, you know? And they'd be like, yoga? And and I'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, do you practice? I'd be like, no. (laughs) Because that's time I wasn't practicing. But I think it would be good for you from all I've read about it. And meanwhile, Mm -hmm. a couple of my friends were peppering me. Come to yoga class with me. Come to yoga class with Mm -hmm. me. But I like to do rollerblading and I like to walk quickly and I like to, I'm not kidding, I like to dance in my house. And So I was physical and I was like feeling good and I didn't think I really needed it. But mm-hmm. as soon as I um, went to my first class, literally my first class, it was the same feeling I got as when I went into the first clinic for physical therapy. I was like, home. This is- Oh, wow. Yes, it was the same, I cried. Cause I was like, this is so deeply touching. It resonates with me so much. And it wasn't just about the physical postures and shapes. I do love them, mm-hmm. um, but it's also about the breathing and um, the feeling into yourself getting to know yourself better through Mm -hmm. the philosophy of yoga, which they call they have special Sanskrit names for everything in yoga. And I butcher them all, Sarah, I'm (laughs) terrible with Sanskrit, okay. But it's called svadhyaya, And it means self study. And I appreciated that um, ability to look deeper within myself so I could move more peacefully through the world and interconnect with others in a richer and more complete fashion and that's that's what yoga did for me and what i hope that i can share
0: wow what i mean so that's so i'm fascinated because do you think it was just you being in touch with your body obviously you must have so much knowledge about you you have so much knowledge about the body and how it works from being a physical therapist, but going to this class and feeling so connected, I immediately think, oh my gosh, that must've been an amazing teacher. But it sounds like it was much, much more than that, that you were just so connected immediately with the practice itself.
1: That's interesting that you say that. And I think it's so true. It wasn't the, the amazingness of the teacher. It was the amazingness of the practice, you know, and it's not, you know, as a physical therapist, I mean, I I can only speak for myself, but there there are some physical therapists that they're like, they have like just their wattage is really high. Okay. I, I don't consider myself one of them. I really have to study a lot and I have to apply myself a lot. I have to do a lot of going back, going back, going back. Um, So it the experience of the movement was more from like, yes, it was from my body and my knowledge as a PT, but it was, it was more, I I don't know, it was a little magical. I don't want to be unicorns and rainbows, but it was a little magical. Mm -hmm. um, Because some of the movements of yoga actually like, produce or cultivate or get you connected with much deeper than the posture the the psycho emotional spirit or even spiritual for some people qualities that you've probably experienced in a
0: yoga class yourself yeah yeah right well do you think that is uh uh sort of the emotional the is the emotional connection you know the mind body connection which part of that is also emotional i mean yes it's multi-dimensional spiritual yeah Yes,
1: and it's the layers of, of the body, of the person that uh, yoga talks about often, and especially yoga therapy are, are layers, and they have what they call a koshic model, but I won't get all um, scholarly on you, except it's everything about the whole person and the way we
0: move in the world. So do you think that, the? it sounds like the way that you approached physical therapy was because you were looking at the whole person and were you know really looking at how they were feeling how they were navigating not just doing the exercise with them i mean true sure. you had excellent i mean from a medical perspective bedside manner i mean you were really looking at that person like what can they do how can i help them move i mean you it must have made you your experience of physical therapy you super aware of your own body in all those years you were practicing it on other people, even That's though true. doing That's it true. for them, right? Cause
1: oh yeah, sure, and I enjoyed on. that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was part of the enjoyment for me, for my practice, I got to move. That's interesting, again, because I got to move during all my day, you know, for work. Mm-hmm. And when, mm-hmm. the, when that job or that vocation became a little less movement-oriented, and I'm sorry, but it has, to more, like documentation that I had to do and uh, supervision, um, that's when I I decided to make a little switch because I was spending more time on the things that I liked less about the field. Mm-hmm. What I liked most about the field, or maybe only about the mm-hmm. field, <laughs> was mm-hmm. my clients and the work—the physical and emotional and and the work—and and I had a joke that. Because I started young, that my patients raised me.
0: <laughs> mm. Well, of course, just like any teacher, right? Your yes, your yes, students they... teach you as much, if not yeah. more, than you teach them.
1: Yeah, and they really did. They they raised me, as I was helping them. They were teaching me all about life, and and then when I added, especially in the face of adversity, and then when I added some of the yoga components to it, I was able to see, you know, habits that I had um, that were not serving me and mm-hmm. that were not making me move as peacefully as I could in the world. And those are habits we acquire. Maybe we're born with them, maybe we cultivate them from our <laughs> families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, you know. And what, Do you want an example? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So one, <laughs> one example of that would be um, that I, I don't like confrontation because there was a lot of it. I had a a big family and a lot of boys and we were in Queens, New York during the 60s and it was, you know, it was, it was active.
0: Let's just say Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) A lot of energy.
1: (laughs) A lot of energy. It was my sister and, and myself and our four brothers, but... I would keep, um, you know, things down that maybe needed or could have been said, and then when I didn't say them, then when they came to, they bubbled up. I I burst like a mm-hmm. volcano, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and like that was okay because everybody in my family did that, you know. So, right. and my father would say that's because we're passionate. We're from Italy. We're passionate. I was like, right. well, is it though? Like, it doesn't serve me well because then. Then I'm not my best self. I turn into an idiot when I mm-hmm. explode. You know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not pretty mm-hmm. and it's not helpful. And so yoga helped me like helped me see that it helped me see myself. It helped me witness myself and gave me tools to to change that. That's just one tiny little thing well, that yoga helped though. me do. Well, it is regulation. huge in my, in my yeah, relationships. Yeah, yeah, and the way yeah, I move exactly. through the world. Yeah. The other thing it did for me, um, stu- studying yoga, was that it gave me the courage to leave my job, which I lived, loved for many, many years. I had worked for a wonderful agency. But the job was changing, and I was losing my love for it. And I would have persisted. I would have mm-hmm. continued had it not mm-hmm. been for yoga, which gave me the courage to, to, to say, I can do something else. I, I, I can cultivate qualities which will lead me to being productive and purposeful in another way.
0: So when you say it gave you the courage, is that because you were allowed to be it or get yourself in a state of calm so that you could see things more clearly?
1: That's extremely important. I, and, and that's also- yeah. <laughs> The factor. Yes, and that's, that's so funny you should say that, too, because part of yoga, one of the things they talk about is Sausha or, or cleanliness That's one of, that's within that lies within the, the yamas and the niyamas, which are kind of observances and restraints in yoga that we try to follow to live harmoniously. And one of them is mm-hmm. cleanliness. And it didn't mean, like, keep your room clean, although mm-hmm. it can. It helps course, to keep your room yeah. clean. <laughs> right. It also helped to keep your mind clean and your heart clean. Mm-hmm. And once you picked away at the fray a little bit and stepped back, you were able to. I was able to see a path more clearly. So something impossible became possible.
0: Right. Well, that's a huge, huge decision too.
1: It wasn't right? a big. Yeah, a might big be
0: decision like, to change careers.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Although to me, um, it was a very big decision because I loved the people I worked with and right. Um, and I'm a. I'm a. I'm loyal. You know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to be loyal to them and I Mm love my my clients and I was afraid I was going to lose, you know, patience or I would lose uh, the ability to be helpful. Um, But it didn't turn out that way. (laughs) It it actually expanded um, my in my opinion, my experience, the ability to help.
0: Well, I'm just going to add here that I, I mean, I as attending your classes. First of all, you're hugely flexible indoors, outdoors, Zoom <laughs> right. during the pandemic, yeah. which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. For Thank those you. of us in your classes, but, but your knowledge of the body is so helpful when you're describing a movement or a posture because um, it just makes it easier for me as a student to, oh, Oh, I should move this a little bit. The subtleties of it. um, And also knowing the impact that it can have on my balance or posture. So tell me how you, I mean, that's that's unusual, isn't it? I mean, I've never had a yoga teacher who's really. I
1: don't. I don't or know is if it's unusual. part of
0: this um, yoga, the um, movement? The therapeutic
1: application. The, the therapeutic, is that
0: yes. what the therapeutic application is? Yeah.
1: That's, that's part of it. That is certainly part of it. But, you know, in this, um, I guess in this modern world, we, we don't, we don't reside in our bodies completely all the time and we're, mm. we're, we're not encouraged or um, learn, or we don't learn how to pay attention to ourselves. Well, maybe it's not valued, you know, we're. Mm-hmm. We're, we're striving, we're struggling and, and then we don't stay with what is with us in that moment mm-hmm. and, and turning inwards to find out about yourself. So mm-hmm. yoga, yes, yoga does that. Now, I bring my practice, my years of practice of physical therapy to inform the pra- the um, yoga classes that I teach. Mm-hmm. So there is that. But a lot of people, I would say there's a group I belong to, accessible yoga.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful
1: gentleman, Jeevana Heyman, who wrote, um oh, a book that I brought with me, Accessible Yoga, The Poses and Practices for Everybody, Jeevana Heyman. Oh. Um, and he brings the focus of yoga away from like what we see it as, you know. Um, on the screen, we see somebody in tights and they're always built absolutely right. beautifully and they right. do a pose that, you know, right. is so gorgeous, but that honestly, in, in mere mortals like ourselves could be scary mm-hmm. and yes. counterproductive in well, many cases. I think cases. that
0: discourages certain people from even trying it, like, no, I'm not going to put on yeah. tights and no, I'm not going to be able to do that.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be, you know, pretzel and, and, yeah. and um, but he brings it so that we can offer yoga to Anyone that has a body, regardless of capability or background. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he also wrote a book called Yoga Revolution, which really speaks to me. And um, that's about becoming compassionate and and having courage through the practice of of yoga. Now, Mm -hmm. yoga therapy is a professional application of the principles and practices of yoga to promote health and well-being within a therapeutic relationship. Um, So basically, it's the process of helping individuals to progress toward health and well-being um, with yoga. So, of course, there is a focus on all five layers of our being, but the first one that's easiest to access often is the physical. That's the one we think about.
0: Mm. And
1: yet the more subtle practices that you learn as you go along are usually the ones that really impact the harmony, your ability to live in, in your in your life harmoniously.
0: Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and to move with ease too. Even I would right, right? because if right. you're in a, I mean, it's interesting how you can have pain. I'm not challenged particularly, but you can have pain in part of your body, and then when you're in a very calm, relaxed state, or uh, focus that that pain. No, you don't feel it. It's not goes away.
1: Right. When you tap, if you can use the yogic practices to tap into your rest and digest part of your system, mm-hmm. um, then you reduce your. You become aware of muscle tension. You release muscle tension, um, and often that can help you feel better in your body. And also, mm-hmm. um, just the knowledge that a lot of things that happen in our life and in our, and in our bodies are impermanent, and they change. Sometimes, right. you know, people yeah. have an experience with back pain is a perfect example, and if you've experienced it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but you have this experience, and you're like, am I ever going to be the same? Is this the way I have mm, to live? Mm, mm-hmm. And it can be very scary and very isolating.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, and yoga, therapeutic yoga in particular, can be helpful um, for that because you learn ways of coping with that and you learn natural ways to promote a healing environment in your body. Mm-hmm. And that can be helpful in not only back pain, but a lot of chronic ailments as well as, you know, psycho emotional distress.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, I find with health coaching, Uh, people are always frequently surprised when I tell them it's really important how you eat it's not just what you're eating but if you're not in a relaxed you know the rest and digest state uh, if let's say your goal is to lose weight well that may not happen because you're too stressed and your body thinks it needs to store all that energy
1: right right And there's a lot of um, work on your, you know, the energy level of our bodies, the yogis pay a lot of attention to um, Mm, mm. um, and how it could influence how you feel and how you move through your days. And then the better that you can do that, the better you can deal with the problems and challenges that we face and understand others who face the same or different challenges. So it it helps us and it Mm -hmm. helps us understand others. So it's both a personal, very personal practice. And then it's a very collective practice, so that it can help your personal health and our collective well being. And I think we encountered that a lot during this COVID time, we learned a lot about our collective well being. Yes,
0: <laughs> That is for sure. right?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: <sighs> so would you say now? So your focus right now is on more of the therapeutic yoga. Is that your vision it is. going forward?
1: It, it is to make it and
0: accessible, or
1: all of those things. Oh. It's very important um, for me to um, continue f- forward in in my life with a purposeful purpose and meaning. Um, I'm not ready to hang up my hat anytime soon. I, I want to well, teach as long as anybody will have me. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, there are a lot of really wonderful teachers, and for whom I'm, I have the, a lot of respect for my, my um, strength is in the therapeutic applications of yoga. Mm, mm. So for instance, um, i I'm, I had a pre COVID class for people with Parkinson's. And it was very well attended, and I had unbelievable friends that were had retired as PTs, and and then other yoga teachers, and an OT, my brainy OT friend who used to help help me, and it was wonderful. Oh wow! And I would like to resume Mm. that now that um, things are seem to be heading in the right direction, Mm. and I also would like. I'm in the process of launching uh, along with um, my. One of my best friends, Jeff Costa of Sangha New Bedford, of launching a prof- uh, Parkinson's program for people that have just recently been diagnosed so that they can delay the physical manifestations of mm-hmm. of that condition, if at all possible. And it also helps them develop a community, um, which right. is really important, which is
0: really important, I would think that would yeah. be yeah. as so, important. Yeah.
1: That's right. So that's one of the things I'm I'm working on um i taught before the pandemic i taught a yoga for cancer class and Mm. having been trained by tari prinster who works in oncologic yoga is a wonderful resource um i got certified with our new york and ran a program for breast cancer survivors i would like to resume that in the not so distant future maybe not just restricted to breast cancer but all cancer survivors Mm. um I do right now teach a chair yoga program at um, that urban studio that I mentioned before, which is wonderful. And I've taught workshops for people with um, low bone density because they want to practice their yoga too, and they want to do it safely. Mm. So, and I'm also working on a yet-to-be-disclosed project, (laughs) so that I won't tell you too much about it. (laughs) Exciting! Yeah, I am working on um, on on a publication. Um, in regards to using therapeutic yoga and and simple doable lifestyle strategies while um, living with a with lingering conditions. And I have a wonderful teacher who I'm working with um, on that project.
0: Oh, That's great.
1: Yeah. And then there's one other way that yoga. Well, not one of there's so many ways yoga can help different things. But the other way I'm involved is with a local um, team, the South Coast Yogis we're working in the yoga reaches out for Boston Children's Hospital. And that, I'm, um, I'm really called to that for many reasons. One, of course, I've had personal experience with a son who benefited from their service many, many times. And um, also because one of the pillars of social social justice is health equity. And this program, Yoga Reaches Out, lets yogis from all over the region raise funds for the Every Child's, uh, Every Child's Fund, it's called at um, Boston Children's. And it, hel- it um, helps support kids who run out of or have uh, inadequate insurance. And it mm. also supports research for people in our area, of course, but all over our country and really all over the world for the most oh, wow. unusual diseases and conditions. So that's one of the other ways that you can practice on your mat and spread it out off your spread mat. Spread it out.
0: Well, that's yeah. the big event at Gillette Stadium. Yes, isn't it? yes, yeah. yes.
1: That's yeah. on April 10th this year. April. Yeah. Um, so we're we're and actually I'm doing a four week um, series in Westport to raise money for that as long as well as other other things. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Well, wow! You are super, super busy in such exciting ways. Nan, I commend <laughs> Thank you. It. Really, Thank you.
1: don't do it. Don't commend me. <laughs> Thank no. you. I am passionate.
0: No, are you kidding? Well, I'm.
1: I'm very lucky that that. Uh, well, I am a little bit of a one trick pony, which means that I mean, I love nature, and I loved raising my my children and my husband and all that. But my interests really are intertwined professionally and personally. They're they're they are hard to pull apart separate
0: yeah <laughs> yeah well i think that's the best right yes. it is who yeah. you are yeah you're it, really it really sh- is sharing yourself and your expertise
1: and my husband says um if it doesn't start with y and end with a i'm just not that interested <laughs> and that may be true and that doesn't mean i have a head my head and my body in a yoga class all the time but i'm i literally do think about yoga all the time because it's a lifestyle it's not a it's not a religion. Mm-hmm. It's like a framework for life. Mm-hmm. I'm always studying it and learning about it. It helps me on my day to day things. It helps me not be afraid. You know, mm. we're all
0: born with and, and oh, raised, sure. yeah. In well, different I mean, it's our primitive brain, right? The fear yes. factor. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're not the fear yeah, that's not it, going to disappear. It's just, how are you it, going to deal with it?
1: <laughs> yes, and and in fact, in fact, it was like cultivated in my family. It was treasured. <laughs> it was really treasured. Being very afraid, that was treasured. So there's this process of <laughs> unlearning, you know. Mm. That, uh, but I don't want to talk badly about my family, but no. <laughs> there, there was that. But no. there was also a sense of, in some strange way, it's a, a yogic term they call santosha, which is contentment and it's a sense of also knowing yourself enough to be con- to be content with you know being enough and
0: mm-hmm. i've always had mm-hmm. that
1: strong sense i never you know i was not not a striving person for for mm-hmm. stuff and yoga mm-hmm. can do that too you can it can help you because that's part of our nature mm-hmm. maybe or what we're cultivated to be like in a western world or a modern world to want and strive and struggle and um yoga helps you be sa- be more satisfied with who you are where you are um at that time
0: and to move with ease right i mean to move with in ease. all ways yeah not just physically
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah. sarah yeah. so i have been like incredibly um blessed to meet so many people in this area since i've moved i moved here you know from new york many, many years ago but i really consider uh massachusetts my home and it I do love the South Coast. People have embraced the work that I've done for, for years and, and really like supported supported my work. So, and you're a good example of that, Sarah, although you're new to this uh, area.
0: Yeah, I mean, I grew up here, but yeah, moving okay. back here, it's just been so wonderful meeting so, such an amazing network of, of people who are living their passion and yeah. developing, yeah, literally their dreams. I mean, yeah. um, it's just that's why I'm doing this podcast
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I can amazing. understand that yeah it is and, and we've been blessed with well, you know beautiful nature around us and that's also part of <laughs> the yogic lifestyle um finding and, and and dwelling in that nature as just a yeah. part of all creation
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and um you know growing up in New York was I, I didn't have that experience so much except for when I was at the shore but now with yoga and being and, and this area, which is rich in, in beautiful um, nature.
0: Mm. I
1: feel that's really bolstered um, my own personal path. And I hope it can do the same for, for others a- around here and uh, everywhere in the beautiful places that they live. Beautiful well, nature.
0: I hope you continue to give your outdoor summer yoga classes. Speaking of nature, I'm just going to put a plug in for that. <laughs> Thank you. It's fun.
1: It's fun. Although um, You have to be careful. I did encounter one little um, issue last year in the summer yoga where it was not a shaded area. And it, it's very hot. Oh. And it was very humid. And I actually had to cancel class because you can't practice in a place can't. that um, isn't going to support support you while you're moving and so that's one right. thing that i learned too we have boundaries yes <laughs> you know we have boundaries right, right. you know yeah so we want to stay in those boundaries especially with um health conditions um to keep us safe um so i don't want to hog the yoga and say let's practice yoga in a situation that's not safe so that's another thing mm-hmm. that yeah is a is a learning is learning as a mm-hmm. as we go along
0: yeah. well you definitely have a growth mindset <laughs> And which is thank marvelous you very thank you very much and such a wonderful sense of humor with all of it too so
1: well that's interesting yeah. too i always say that's interesting but sense of humor is something that i've i i, I can't say used because that sounds like it's mercenary or something <laughs> but no, utilized no, I don't
0: think so no yeah
1: okay
0: utilized or, yeah you? yeah utilized. I
1: Yeah. And it it really can go a long way. It lets us take ourselves a little less seriously. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: we do have a lot of serious things to deal with in in our Mm -hmm. life. And the sense of humor um, can lighten the load, lighten the burden. You know, let you
0: see things. And I would argue that it really makes yoga more accessible to people. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I've heard that say, oh, no, I'm not going to try, for example, meditation. Mm, You have to look a certain way, you have to hold your hands a certain way, (laughs) cross your legs a certain way. Yeah, That's so actually. funny no you don't, <laughs> you, you, don't. Know, it's fun. <laughs> you can get yeah. in your car and do it yeah you can
1: <laughs> you can have i am um as as I say I love move movement and I do like a moving meditation if you will I like do walking as my meditation in a lot of ways mm. um, yeah. you know yes and mm. um and also the funny thing is you know the way yoga developed yes they did the physical exercises so that the monks or, or the religious could sit for meditation, you know. Mm. Um, but the householders, the rest of us, <laughs> we, 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 you know, we didn't, we didn't train to sit cross legged right. on the floor, yeah. you know. So um, it's it's not that that is not the purpose of meditation in my estimation, but I'm painfully mm-hmm. practical. And mm-hmm. some yogis might disagree with me on that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
1: meditation, it also isn't in my estimation or for my mm-hmm. purposes to clear my mind completely because that's not happening. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. What happens for me is that it lets me see more clearly and mm-hmm. it it lets me accept my thoughts as they arise, you know, without mm-hmm. without getting my talons attached to them and then mm-hmm. going from that to a, what's going to happen why didn't i do this how am i going to do that i can mm-hmm. have a thought you know and it can pass through and i can say oh that's 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 envy or something that, that's just envy or that's just jealousy or that's just fear that's just anxiety you know, I never mm. thought that I could do that in my life. I thought if you had a feeling or a thought, you better hold on to it and explore it and analyze it oh, to right. death. <laughs> analyze it to death. <laughs> Dwell in it. Dwell in it. <laughs> and, and sometimes mm. it does take a little dwelling. It's not, people think you have to be with a clear mind. Everybody says, I could never do meditation. My mm. mind is too busy.
0: Mm. Okay,
1: well, it, it helps a busy mind. And a busy mind, we need people with busy minds too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, mm-hmm. busy minds are really creative people.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: where sometimes our most creative thoughts appear, you know, is when our mind is busy.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: do we, you know, I sometimes say, think of it more like, does it have to be muddy in there? Does it have to be muddy? Can I Can I clear a little bit so I can see, you know, what's yeah. happening yeah. there? <laughs> 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 you know? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. the calm comes in, yeah, yeah <laughs> or the yeah, movement. <laughs> and,
1: and that's that is the movement is like I feel a movement has its like quality of healing within it. Mm, mm. It moves things through your body, things that maybe they're worries, maybe they're concerns, maybe they're feelings. You, it you move you move that stuff through your through your body. The energy moves, and you can find a path. You know, where maybe mm. it, one wasn't a
0: parent before. At least that's mm-hmm. what it does mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. No, yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, mm. I'm with you. I'm all about the movement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and walking yeah. meditations.
1: And walking meditation. Oh. And yoga and walking or yoga, the right yoga class. And there's many different styles of yoga. as many And there's many different teachers. So I always tell right. someone, if you go to a yoga class, you know, I've been to yoga classes that I don't love. Mm-hmm. Not not often because I, I have my mind is very open to it, but I I there have been yoga classes I don't even like, mm-hmm. you know, but if, if that's what you encounter when you first start, um, you know, look, do a little research just like you would right. do when you go to, you know, I don't know. A spa. <laughs> well, I've yeah, been finding to
0: one, a doctor, you know. Yeah, anything. Now. So it's not yes. really an opinion, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So
1: you try different types. People. You do your research a little bit. If you yeah. if you have a condition, maybe you look for a yoga therapist on the um, IAYT or International Association of Yoga Therapists. Um, they have a, a listing. Um, so there there are ways. Uh, go to the accessible yoga. Um, website and they have lists of people that have been certified in less in accessible yoga Um, go to the yoga for cancer y4c uh, site and they have people that have been certified in yoga for cancer there's a yoga specialist in yoga for arthritis there's oh wow it's all yoga but there's there's a lot of specialties and and specializations so that um, you could find something that suits you and then there's other styles of yoga as well
0: Right. Well, that's great information for our listeners. And and I'll also be posting your website um, so that they can read that.
1: Too. Okay, great. Well, there's no shortage of really um, good people around. But, but just like individuals are unique, so are their needs. So I would definitely recommend that you look for a person that is qualified. I want to add this. You know, when you're looking for a mental health therapist, I think the average is seven people. You see seven people before you find someone um, that resonates with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So use that knowledge uh, and apply it to any um, experience you have without expecting to find the first one is, is, is perfect for them. Right. But ultimately, well, the teacher is within to tell you the truth. But you do need the guide to get you going, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but the teacher is actually within you,
0: right? But you do need that <laughs> little. <laughs> yes, you need some guidance. Absolutely. Yes, you can yes. Use some guidance. I couldn't agree with you more. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Nan, it's been great talking to you. Is there anything Thank else you'd you. like to share? Or we will be talking again, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Uh, well, I just encourage people to. To um, explore the soft, the softer side of yoga as well as we mature, I, you know, I call it as we live in
0: historical uh, historical bodies. bodies. I, love <laughs> I love that. I love that. Our okay. historical, the yes. historical bodies. Historical
1: um, bodies. You know, you don't have to feel like, oh gosh, look at that person. I, I can't possibly do that. The one sitting next to me on the mm. on the um, on their mat. Matt, um, mm. Do do your research. Find one that's agreeable to you. Then modify the practice to to suit your needs, because Mm -hmm. you can't go into a class, especially if it's not a therapeutic class, which not many of them are, you know, actually therapeutic, if you will, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and think that the teacher is going to know all about you. (laughs) You're the only, you know, you're the only one that lives in your body. Right. So you have to listen to your body. And that's the part of the part of what you gain in the practice of yoga, listening and witnessing and understanding.
0: That's an excellent point because sometimes I've assumed, well, if I'm not doing something correctly, you know, the teacher, this is in the distant past, but, but <laughs> would come over and Tweak me, or you know, move something, or yes, but all bodies yeah. aren't alike, as we well know. Both of us exactly, well <laughs> yeah. exactly,
1: and the, and from a perspective of you know kinesiology and bio, biomechanics, some of the yoga poses are they're not they are complicated in some way. They're complicated in mm-hmm. some ways. You know, you have part of the body's churning, part of the body's planting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the joints have to be lined up in a, in a healthy manner. Right, so. Um, there, there's a lot of attention in accessible yoga to not making your body fit the pose, but making the pose fit, oh, fit your, your body. body. Ooh. <laughs> okay.
0: that's wonderful! Oh, I yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So huh. um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of work in that.
0: That's great.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I think that's a perfect place to. Conclude, actually. I (laughs) love that. That is really food for thought. Make the pose fit your body. Yeah. 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 There's so much truth to that. in how to treat ourselves just to be healthy in general, not just doing yoga and everything.
1: Right. I'll tell you a little story and then we'll close if you want. But this is my story of getting over myself. I took um, a class. Maybe I was the oldest in the class by maybe... (laughs) Two decades or something mm-hmm. like that, <laughs> and at that time I was, I was I haven't been practicing yoga, per se, the physical postures, except mm-hmm. for maybe fifteen years or so. So I was, I was right mm-hmm. on the start of my course, and they were going hot at it, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna keep up because you know I didn't <laughs> right, right. know what I wanted then from it, <laughs> and we were doing this this you know sequence where you from, move from down dog to a lunge, and I was tired. Mm-hmm. And, but I was look. I peeked around and I saw all those 30 year olds and I was like, mm-hmm. I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I broke my toe. I broke oh my, my toe. Oh gosh. Yeah. I slammed well. my foot into the ground because I was too tired to clear the floor, which now I don't, I barely ever even do that move. But I was tired. I'd maybe, had done it like 25 times. I broke my toe. I couldn't practice for a couple of months that way. And it was painful.
0: Mm, I would and imagine. I
1: yeah. learned my lesson. I was like, "Why did I feel that way? Why did I feel like I had to force myself mm. into some arbitrary movement or shape? That's not yoga. Mm. You know, that was my ego." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, lesson learned.
0: <laughs> wow, that was a tough yeah. lesson.
1: <laughs> that was a tough lesson. And so now I, I do different. I do things differently. And. Um, You know, I don't have, I I don't want to brag or anything, but I really don't have any pain in my body. And I have a pretty gentle, a pretty, a pretty comfortable practice. It's not a killer practice. It's a nice practice.
0: And I have. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that experience of breaking your toe definitely makes you a very compassionate <laughs> and, and wise instructor.
1: <laughs> it was silly. Guide. It was silly. Maybe, maybe it's what I needed at the time to, like, get, you know, to, to kind of set myself on the right path. But don't feel like you have to do that.
0: no (laughs) yeah absolutely not
1: no no well i uh, thank you for inviting me on this morning this morning this afternoon i should say
0: oh no it's been such a pleasure speaking with you or having this opportunity to actually speak with you for an extended period of time so i really thank you so much
1: you're welcome and thank you for the work you do
0: oh thank you okay see you soon have a great day. For over 25 years, I was a teacher, and one of my greatest joys in life is seeing people light up when they have an aha moment. It is pure magic. I've now combined teaching with my knowledge of health into live workshops. I teach throughout the country about gut health and how to transform your health. If you'd like to know when I'll be in your city, subscribe to my newsletter in the description of this podcast.